What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Um, we're doing a live stream just impromptu. Um, shout out to my friend Tom, who I was just talking to, uh, just a bunch of Tesla scheming. And I, I, I wanted to talk with this idea about y'all because this is something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, essentially, the merger, the idea that Tesla and SpaceX and Elon Musk's companies, y'all know Elon, he runs a few companies that are changing the world. Um, the idea of merging those into one entity, the benefits that could have, um, how that would replace essentially a SpaceX IPO, and how this would fund and accelerate humanity's uh, progress to Mars and in a lot of other fields. And that's my goal at the end of the day is we're in the era of hyperchange. We need to use technology to change humanity um, and keep us and just essentially adapt with what is happening in the world. And the faster and, and least friction we have to do that, the better. And so that's why it may seem boring corporate governance. What are we talking about right now? Corporate structure. But this is so, so important. And I personally think if you're a Tesla, uh, Elon sort of fan like myself, um, I used to think SpaceX would IPO, Starlink would spin out of SpaceX. There would be sort of a growing diaspora of Elon Musk ent legal entities out there. Um, but now Elon Musk, and actually shout out to Dave Lee, who's a friend YouTuber, um, who floated this idea of like, yo, Elon, why don't we merge everything into an X holding company? X was Elon's uh, finance company before he did PayPal. It's also a domain that he has. So it's like, why don't we merge this into an X.com entity and then, you know, you have Tesla, you have SpaceX, you have Boring Company, you have Neuralink under one roof. And that's a much more frictionless uh, entity instead of having all these duplicate systems. And the biggest puzzle piece in all, this is why I'm going live right now, because this is what I feel like Elon's got to be thinking. How are you going to have uh, Tesla pumping out $2 billion a quarter, SpaceX needing $5 billion a year, but SpaceX can't tap in to this cash flow pool that Tesla's created? So if you're Elon Musk, you're running Tesla, you're pumping out billions, your other space company needs billions, your other mind control company, Neuralink, needs billions, your other tunneling company, Boring Company, needs billions. Tesla's got the billions right here, but that's not happening. So instead, what's happening is Tesla's getting the billions, paying taxes on it, uh, being its own entity, doing its own thing. That's all great. Tesla's but then you have all your other companies here who are burning capital, who are selling precious equity at extreme discounts to investors who may not have the same long-term horizon, who may not have the best interest at heart. I think especially when it's a company like Neuralink, you are going to want them to, you, Elon, you want to own as much of Neuralink as possible. And so um, I think that what makes the most sense to me is if I was Elon, it would be bothering the hell out of me that I couldn't use Tesla's cash flow to fund all my other ideas and stop diluting them. So that's why I think this X stock, and if you read in between the lines on Elon's tweets, it used to be like, oh, I'm never going to IPO SpaceX. Um, I'm never going to, because it, Tesla IPOing was such a headache. Well, Tesla IPOing, it was a headache, but it also, to me, was the reason why they succeeded. Um, they built this cult fan base of shareholders. A lot of y'all were a part of it. We turned into customers, grassroots effort. We made the hundreds of billions of alpha along the way because institutions missed out. It was a beautiful David versus Goliath story. Tesla's an underdog. I don't know. It kind of worked out in the end, although Tesla almost failed and it creates a huge incentive incentive for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Short selling should be illegal in my opinion. This is a whole this is a whole reason why, you know, I hate short selling, which is betting against a stock to fail. Essentially put it, betting against someone's lifetime work and vision and dream to fail. That's what you're doing as a short seller. Not a great business to be in, the crushing people dreams business, but people do it and our financial markets allow it and therefore there's an incentive and that's why SpaceX isn't going to IPO because then you have all these people who are going to make billions of SpaceX goes to zero. All of a sudden they're paying off their little journalist homie to write some article about how space junk is going to be the end of humanity and SpaceX stock starts tanking and we don't go to Mars and then we're stuck on this rock forever because of short sellers. So that's why SpaceX doesn't want to IPO now. That's kind of a rant, but I'm not joking. And so, but now I'm like, wait, 
something very interesting has happened because SpaceX and Tesla used to sort of trade at this parity relationship. I don't know, maybe Tesla was always double what SpaceX was. And then you've had Tesla explode to a trillion, 1.2 trillion in value. SpaceX isn't keeping up with that, that thing, that sort of trajectory of valuation increase because it's following this linear, systematic, programmatic path that Elon Musk has already laid out that now the public markets have gotten ahead of. So this is where the X.com merger gets interesting because and this is what I'm, this is the question that I am just finance nerding. I can't stop nerding out about. What price does the merger go through? This is what everything happens. If we're going to merge the companies, if the lawyers give it the green light, um, how does this actually work? What is the crux of this issue? If I were Elon, this is what I would be trying to solve. It's like, okay, so SpaceX, Tesla's worth 1.2 trillion. SpaceX is only worth 100, 120 billion. But that's not true because you're not letting SpaceX float. So at what price? You know, if, if SpaceX is worth 100 billion and Tesla's worth 1.2 trillion and you do the merger, Tesla uh, SpaceX employees only own 10% of X, Tesla owns 90% of X. That doesn't seem fair. Plus, there's another layer to this sort of game theory here where Elon owns the voting control of SpaceX. He's the majority owner of SpaceX. But if he gets diluted in an X.com merger, even though he owns Tesla, it's less of Tesla. That could put him below 50%. He gives up total control. So, yeah, he's going to, Elon Musk's incentives say that he should boost the value of SpaceX as high as possible before doing the merger to increase his stake in the new entity. That's one angle, this, and which I think he should do. The second angle is, uh, I think we should create a new class of voting stock. As part of approving this X.com merger, every shareholder of Tesla, Boring Company, and Neuralink, um, and SpaceX will have to approve and say there's a new class of voting stock we are cr cr creating, class E stock. Guess who has it? One person, Elon Musk. There's one share, it runs the company, it's the only vote in the company. There's one of them and it's E class and it's Elon Musk. And I wanna invest in a, in, a, in, a, in a dictatorship, essentially. Trust me, I know that sounds crazy, but like when you're investing in companies, startups, dictatorships run best, owner, operators, founders who are incentivized, who wanna change the world and are using this entity to create the change they wanna see in the planet, that's the best way change and, and, and the future gets built. And so that's what I wanna see happen is we need to merge. And th this X.com merger is crazy. This is, because the more and more I thought this through, the more this makes so much more sense than IPOing SpaceX, so much more sense than spinning out Starlink and creating just this continually increasingly more complicated thing of companies. Neuralink's gonna keep diluting. Boring company's gonna keep diluting. Let's use this billions of cash flow from Tesla to fund SpaceX and Mars and Neuralink. I just think this is such a no-brainer. It's tax efficient. It's entity efficient. Um, you can combine all the engineering resources these companies have. You can turn it into one equity to incentivize them all. Um, this would immediately become the world's largest company, uh, x.com. Um, I think it would hit like a I'll basically be as big as Apple, a $3 trillion value over almost overnight. The big thing about this, this is another thing to consider since we're talking about this, is the public sentiment. I think uh, for a lot of, for, for reasons that I cannot fathom other than the mainstream media has completely brainwashed most citizens of this country, people hate Elon Musk. I don't know why. I think if you are beefing with Elon Musk, it's because you haven't done homework to understand like what's actually happening in the world because this dude is helping us in every single way and is just a great guy. So. Anyway, that's my take, but people hate Elon Musk. The narrative's twisted, they hate billionaires. You see a new company get created that's called X.com, that's the biggest company in the world that Elon Musk runs, that he owns 40% of, which is now worth $800 billion. He's 10 times richer than the next richest person in the world. You don't think political rhetoric's gonna heat up? You don't think the backlash is gonna heat up? So this is another thing I'd throw into the boardroom is, all right, maybe we shouldn't merge because actually creating this fractionalization of our wealth and 
putting all these little entities out there is going to obfuscate the true power and control that Elon has, make it harder to take over, make it harder to regulate against. I don't know, if you're playing some, some next level 3D chess here, maybe it makes sense to keep them apart. I don't know, I didn't consider that. Okay, super chat. Oh, thank you for the nice words, David. Appreciate that. So this is, okay, oh, man, I don't want to like let, Okay, I can let like a little piece of juicy gossip slip that I don't think I'm supposed to, but I did, I was pushing for this a long time ago. When it was, the rumor started hanging up that Starlink was gonna IPO, that SpaceX needed cash, but Tesla was profitable. I'm like, yo, like I'm hitting up the people I know. I'm like, why aren't we just, why isn't Tesla fun, funding Starlink? Like, why aren't we gonna, like, why are we gonna sell pre-IPO Starlink shares to someone else and let them try and flip it and, and then, like, why isn't Tesla funding Starlink? Tesla's a manufacturing company. Don't we need to manufacture thousands of dishy flat faces? Isn't SpaceX's biggest problem manufacturing Raptor production? Like, wouldn't it make sense um, for Tesla to just give the couple billion to SpaceX instead of them raising the couple billion from some lame VC douches? right? Like this is a no brainer, but it was a conflict of interest. The lawyers don't want them to do it. And so I think there's a lot of, and, and it's so interesting because there's a lot of like, oh, don't mix this company. Don't mix that company. You have fiduciary duties, you have incentives, you have shareholders, but now we're seeing Starlink pop up at a supercharger. Now we're seeing, I don't know. So I think there's so many synergies, the way these companies are combining. Um, and I just keep coming back to the cash flow puzzle piece. Tesla's got the billions in cash flow. All of Elon Musk's other empire is not at the cash flow positive state yet. Let's connect this tube of billions of cash flow coming from Tesla, funding the future that'll get us to Mars faster, that'll get us chips in our brain faster, that'll get us tunnels faster. This will reduce friction on the Elon empire, in my opinion. I think, unless you think the backlash from governments and citizens is too strong, if X.com becomes the world's biggest company, then this is a no brainer to me. And I think this is what will happen. And I think behind the scenes, the momentum, if you're a betting mark, if you're in the betting market right now, and you're the uh, and you're playing the odds of Starlink IPO, SpaceX IPO versus X.com. To me, it was all Starlink, SpaceX IPO, but this X.com odds because of a what Elon's hinting at on Twitter, b because of the financial incentives, c because maybe the lawyers are saying it's possible. The odds of the X.com merger instead of the SpaceX IPO and instead of the Starlink IPO are increasing. That's my whole point of this live stream. And yeah, so. Plus, when's the holy grail of the Tesla SpaceX collab is uh, the Tesla bot going on Mars? Like, you think I want to go to be the first guy on Mars and die? No way. Let's send a Tesla bot to do it. I mean, hope, yeah, I mean, I sorry, Tesla bots, that might be mean. But like, I'm just saying, if we're going to Mars, we're sending starships full of Tesla bots to Mars. Tesla's going to be colonizing Mars. Like, like the synergy of the technology and the vision of what Elon's doing coming all together on Mars and being this sort of new uh, foundational suite of technology for humanity to evolve from, sustainable uh, energy, sustainable space technology, sustainable communication with Starlink, and just this sort of backbone of, this is why I think Elon's an alien, because this is all the tech the alien should be giving us, to just level us up as a species. It's all under x.com. It all comes together at Mars. I don't know. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I love this idea of x.com merging. And here's how I here's how I do it if I was Tesla and Elon. Start collaborating with is it Carta? Is it uh, one of these entities to essentially float SpaceX stock? You need to get a fair market value for SpaceX stock. Right now, you have to be an accredited investor to buy SpaceX. You have to get a homie's a homie's a homie who's doing you a favor, who already has is super connected. It's impossible to buy SpaceX. You have to wire 
$500,000 to a bank account of someone you've never met before the next day with no information. It's a mess. It, the layers of legal entity, it's such a mess. Nobody can buy SpaceX. It's still worth $120 billion. They're, people are paying double. or tr I've seen people pay more than double what the VCs are paying in the secondary market because that's how bad the demand is. They're leaving money on the table, but they don't care because it's not worth their time. SpaceX, if they're going to merge with X, needs to float the equity price. This is Ooh, the finance third me is just like loving the first principles of this because it's like, you're going to have to float it. You float SpaceX, you let the market say what they want to pay for it. Why does Elon not want to, floating SpaceX means you can all buy it. You all want to buy SpaceX supply and demand. Demand goes through the roof. SpaceX is worth 500 billion. Why does Elon not want SpaceX to be worth 500 billion? Because if you're worth 500 billion, you got to build a $500 billion company. That's pressure. You know, Tesla is a multi-trillion dollar company because they're going to be having tens and tens of billions in cash flow. SpaceX's cash flow profile is a lot different. Starlinks was solid. That's why that was an IPO. SpaceX's is not. So that's why I don't think, and unless the X.com mergers a go, it's not worth marking up, letting SpaceX float. So how do they let SpaceX float without really IPOing it though? These are such interesting questions. My core... Uh, gut says, if I was going to do, what do I think is fair? Okay. If you were just like, gal, you're the judge, screw the free markets. You're going to decide what percentage of X.com each of Elon's empire gets. I'll do it like this. Tesla gets 50, SpaceX gets 40, Neuralink gets five, Boring Company gets five. Okay. I didn't really think that through, but something like that. Something like that. Um, maybe. Yeah. And so. And then you think about, okay, that, okay, man, I didn't want to layer another conspiracy theory into this, but I have to. So cryptocurrency, Elon loves crypto, Elon loves Doge. They're shooting Doge to the moon. This isn't a joke. Doge is, um, a blockchain is only as good as the people working on it and the ecosystem built around it. The people working on Doge and the ecosystem around Doge and the brand of Doge are all actually very powerful and increasing and increasing the intrinsic value of that blockchain and the core underlying tech is improving. And if somebody like Elon says, I want you to go to Mars, but you got to pay me in Doge, man, that puts a lot of value on Dogecoin. So you think about the, the political clout that this X.com entity has to push crypto. And then you're like, wait, we have internet, we have Starlink, we have energy, we have Tesla. Energy, energy and internet are crypto. That is what crypto is, is a network that consumes energy that's hooked up to the internet that runs this database that we're all tracking. So X.com to me becomes the biggest player in the in the crypto payments ecosystem because if you can win them and convince X.com to, to make everybody in Mars accept your currency, all of a sudden that's huge value too. So I don't know. I kind of I, I love like crazy conspiracy theories and stuff and like this era that like companies are getting more powerful than countries. Like I'm really on one about this theory. I think our government's not doing anything. Companies and entities are the only ones really creating change, doing progress in our world. Um and I think they're getting more powerful than countries. And this is weird. And I think X.com, especially when you talk about the ability to go to Mars, which our governments can't have, but a private company has, and what kind of government exists on Mars if there's no laws that are enforced there because our government can't get there. I mean, we are in, this is fun, this is exciting. And so um, I think this is the start of a new era. You're already looking at companies like Apple, I mean, Amazon, the assets, Google, the power of these technology companies is already small to medium-sized countries. That trend only increases. X.com is the next big iteration of that. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like it would be so exciting and dope if humanity had this X.com thing. But for some reason, I feel like everyone would just hate on it for no reason, which is so lame. But anyway, this is hyperchange. Um, Neuralink excites me the most. See, that's the other thing here is actually, Robert, great, great point here. I want to throw in a last kind of curveball into all of this. 
we are assuming this merger happens at a moment in time, but in that moment in time, we're not adjusting for the maturity of these entities. Should there be a vesting program where Neuralink can earn more of X.com if revenue milestones are hit? I don't know. All I'm going to say is I would volunteer my time for free, sign whatever NDA I have to sign, spend all the hours I have to, to do to figure out how to structure a merger of all these companies. If anyone on, on the on Elon's team or any of the Tesla, SpaceX, Finance, or X.com team is watching, like I'm, I will scheme on this for free and shut up about it for as long as possible because I want to help. And I think this is so dope and important for humanity. I was just saying that, but I think there's a lot of ways to do it. And I think adjusting for the maturity of the entity is extremely interesting because we all know, know Neuralink might be the biggest out of all three of these companies. The only thing more expansive and scary and more mysterious than space and going out there is going inside our own brains and going in here. So, and I don't know, for me, my brain's, you know, consciousness and uploading to the cloud and becoming a supercomputer is kind of, I kind of get more excited by that than going to Mars. Mars just to me sounds like a flight that I'm on that I'm really scared is going to crash, you know, to like a place I'm going on vacation that my friends FOMO'd me to that when I think about it, I'm like, is it going to be that fun? Like, is the food good? Like, are we going to sleep in on Mars or what are we working the whole time? I mean, is this even a vacation? Like, <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. So anyway, this is hyperchange. I'm wrapping it up. I'm getting off topic here, but I wanted to just scheme with you because I think the betting odds, I'm not a I'm not a betting man, but if I'm throwing my dice on this, I'm throwing my dice more and more on the X.com merger. Um, I don't know, but this is a this is my number one story to follow in the Elon Musk empire for 2022 is does SpaceX IPO, does Starlink IPO, or is the X.com merger advance? So much exciting stuff going on here. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Like I wanna know, I read all your comments. I love seeing what you think. It makes me so happy. Um, you always have amazingly thoughtful comments. Shout out to my Patreon supporters, producers. I always, in my P Patreon newsletter, I try to include all my SpaceX leaks and like everything first there. So I'm gonna try and keep doing that. Um, super chat. Okay, I see you be hitting me up. I appreciate the super chat about a new way to raise money from non-accredited investors. I appreciate you thinking with me on that. It's just like, you telling me that that's legal versus my lawyers telling me it's illegal, you know, what am I gonna do? But I appreciate you you guys trying to help me. Respond to the question, Gally, what was my question? Okay, anyway, this is HyperChange. Love y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Have an awesome day and I'll see y'all next time. Hope y'all enjoy this impromptu scheme. Seriously, put it in the comments. I wanna know what, you, I wanna know, uh, what your thoughts are, peace.